0: There's one part of the Christmas story that we almost never focus on. There were, in fact, two babies born around that time. Jesus and, well, who? Who is the other one, and what was he all about? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to A Different Perspective, as we chat about, yeah, you guessed it, Christmas. Christmas. And do stay tuned, because in just a few moments, I'll be telling you about Christianity Works' free daily devotional. It's called Fresh, and it's all about helping you draw closer to Jesus to become all that he made you to be. Don't know about you, but I've always been puzzled by something in this whole Christmas story thing. It seems like such a, a simple little story, Christmas. Angel appears to Mary, she conceives, miraculous but simple. She and Joseph head off to Bethlehem for the census. She has the baby. Jesus in the stable, lays him in the manger, shepherds, wise men. There you have it, Christmas. It's pretty simple, really. And and I like simple stories because invariably they're the most powerful ones. Christmas, the simplest story of God's utterly amazing love for you and me. But here's the bit that confuses me. You can read it in Luke's Gospel. His account has something happening before the nativity scene. His Christmas story begins before Christmas, before Jesus, with the conception of another child, Jesus' second cousin, a boy named John. You and I, we might know him better as John the Baptist. This apparently loony guy who dressed in in camel hair tunics and leather belts and and ate locusts and honey and lived in the wilderness and shouted at people, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. (laughs) What was that about? What's he got to do with the Christmas story? Why is he there at all? Well, see, here's my problem. If you or I were writing a script for the next movie blockbuster called The First Christmas, there is no way known that we'd include this kind of diversionary precursor, this this John the Baptist thing. We just wouldn't. Here's how it happens. You can read about it in full in the first chapter of, of Luke's Gospel. There's a priest called Zechariah, his wife Elizabeth. Now Lizzie is Mary's cousin. She's getting on in years, and she was barren. And of course, in that culture, that was a source of great shame because God's blessing was equated with having lots of kids. And if you didn't have any, you were cursed and you were out of God's favour. Zechariah, her husband, is a priest, and it came his turn to minister before God in the temple to offer incense. So in he goes, and an angel appears to him and tells him they're going to have a son, and they should call him John. Sounds a bit familiar, doesn't it? And the angel actually tells Zechariah the purpose of this boy John, who would be known as John the Baptist. We're going to have a look at what the angel said in a moment. But it turns out that Zechariah doesn't believe the angel. How could his wife, who's old, possibly have a son? So the angel strikes him mute, and he's not able to speak again until after John is born. Elizabeth, his wife, indeed conceives. And later, Mary, her cousin, conceives by the Holy Spirit. They get together, they celebrate these two amazing miracles, and then first is born John the Baptist, and later is born Jesus. Kind of odd, isn't it? I mean, this whole Zechariah, Elizabeth, John thing is a messy prelude heading into the story of Christmas. And the fact is, Well, it is messy. We wouldn't have written the script that way. But it does tell us something. God had a plan to do it that way. He put it in the official record in Luke's Gospel. That must mean he thinks it's pretty important. Well, he did. And he does. And it is. And we find out the reason from the angel's own lips. This is what he says, and I'm reading from Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 13. He says, Don't be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the Spirit, and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Why does John come before Jesus? To prepare the way of the Lord. To prepare, but to prepare in what way? Surely not the roads that Jesus travelled on, certainly not that. And it certainly wasn't to stabilise the geopolitical situation. That definitely didn't happen. So what did John come to prepare before Jesus came? The way into the hearts of God's people. Listen again to what the angel said, Luke chapter 1, verse 17. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord, to prepare the people to receive Jesus. And how did he do that? By preaching this simple message over and over and over again to anyone who would listen. Repent, turn away from your evil ways and back to God because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what he preached. Luke chapter 3, verses 3 to 5 says this, He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh will see the salvation of God. See, God knew his people weren't ready to receive Jesus. Why? Because their hearts weren't open. They were closed. They turned away to their own selfish ways. God's people had strayed off into the wilderness. Goodness knows where. And before they could even begin to get the whole Christmas thing and receive Jesus into their hearts, God had to do a work in their hearts. And this preparatory work had a purpose to make ready a people prepared for the Lord so that they would see the salvation of God. John came before Jesus because unless the people's hearts were opened, they would never see the salvation that God was sending them in Jesus. Until John pointed out their sin to them, and God used John to turn their hearts back to God, they wouldn't even realize they needed Jesus to save them. And you know what I think? I think that there is many a man, woman, and child listening right now who is in that same place, who looks at Christmas and wonders, well, who needs it? I mean, really, who needs Christmas? Who needs Jesus? Who needs a saviour? And if you're in that place, I want to ask you to do something. As you've heard this simple story about John the Baptist and how he came to prepare the hearts of the people that Jesus would touch with God's love, I want you to ask yourself, what does my heart look like? Is it closed in its own self-sufficiency and pride or is it open to receive Jesus? Each of us, each of us falls short of the glory of God and his perfection. And deep in our hearts, we know that. We just do. And and maybe you're in that place. Well, if that's you, I encourage you to do exactly what John said. Repent. Go to God. On your own, quietly admit your sin, your rejection of him. Do it today. Do it now. It'll only take a moment. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And I promise you this. At the moment that you do that in all sincerity, there will be a craving in your heart for Jesus. He will switch the light of his understanding on in your heart and you will know how desperately you need Jesus Christ and Christmas. Christmas will be a whole new thing. It'll never be the same again. sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen, or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's Word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my ebook. How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective.